Welcome, welcome everybody to Not Like Other Girls podcast number 12. And I showered today, so I'm like other girls, question mark. And my name is Daniela. That is a really good question. I, myself, am Claire Costanza, and I didn't shower today, and I thought that's why I was like other girls, but it could be more like why I'm not. I'm gonna kick you one day. I'm gonna kick your fucking ass one day. I believe that. I'm gonna fucking, you're gonna say the wrong fucking just really self-deprecating shit to yourself and I'm just gonna kick your ass. (laughs) (laughs) That's great encouragement to be a little nicer to myself. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, you don't want a fucking ass whooping. (laughs) Just be fucking nice to yourself, I swear to God. Pain, mom. I swear. I mean, that. I'm here. Sometimes I just. What? I make you a little angry? Yeah, you make me angry. I stop. No, but it's not you. That's the problem. <laughs> what? <laughs> your inner. It's how Paul says it. It's your inner saboteur. Ah. Uh... Yes, um, you know what's so funny is that we, well not me and you, but some of us have a teacher this semester who actually called us all out on this last class because I have a classmate, bless her heart, but she does the same thing where anytime she's about to do something, perform a piece, what have you, she prefaces the fact that it will not be good and she's going to mess something up. (laughs) This teacher totally called her out and said, ah, 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 you got to stop doing that because that's just an excuse that when something does go bad, then you already prefaced. You said, well, I knew it wasn't going to be good and I knew I was going to mess this or that up. So then you don't have to feel as bad, but you're constantly just holding yourself back by doing that. And I have to quit doing the same thing in my personal and professional life. What I wanted to tell you was that, I mean, she's, she's fucking right. And I was scared to do that, you know, because I was like, well, if I act too much, like I am too confident, then I don't want to be like overly confident. I don't want to go all the way the other way too. Right. Because that's, that's my thing is, uh, humility is like a safety blanket. Yeah, but there's a difference between humility and being annoying. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that's a fine line, baby. It's easy to cross. <laughs> With people who have brains like ours, who are, it's actually probably a lot more people than we would think, just mentally ill, depressed, anxious people. Mm-hmm. I think that we will always have that little back in our voice questioning everything we do anyway. So if you just 
like even just fake it all in your body, you're always going to have that little like, but what if I'm wrong? But if you just cover, like just go full in with the confidence, it'll mask that little 1%, but you always have it. So you won't actually be like too cocky or anything because you're always going to be critiquing yourself, even when you think you're doing awesome and your shit don't stink. Really good point. <clears throat> I feel like we've maybe actually even talked about this before because I feel like I remember you saying something similarly to me in the past. Probably. I mean, that's <laughs> what really, I mean, it's, it's, that's what really helped me. Okay. That's something I'm, gonna try that. I'm passing it to everyone listening too, because I think that I was so scared because I didn't want to be an asshole. And mm-hmm. I didn't want people to think I was like a cocky asshole. So until I just realized that people are going to think you're an asshole, even if you're the nicest person on earth. Good point. And people aren't going to like you, even if you do do everything right. And you, it's all about just you being confident in what you're doing, even if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I mean, I hate Trump, trust me, hate him. But Mm -hmm. he lied and confidenced himself all the way to the presidency. I'm not gonna say I respect that, but I don't, but there is something to be said about it. And that is all that I mean. There is a lot of things you could say about that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you could do every, like, you could not know anything about anything. But if people think you know what you're talking about and think you know what you're doing, you're good. And people do think he knows what he's talking about and do think he knows what he's doing. So he's in the most important position. For much longer, though. <laughs> Thank God, man. Thank Christ. Thank whoever, man, because <laughs> we didn't get handed much better, but we didn't have a lot to choose from, so. Yeah, there weren't that many options. Did you see that tweet with Liz Warren, and she was like, I burned the, the marshmallows, <laughs> and then someone quote tweeted it and was like, yeah, I'm sure you know something about leaving about leaving something in for too long and then having it ruin your chances. Yeah, I laughed about that for a good solid five minutes. It was incredible. It was great. She really did, man. She really fucking fumbled really that bag, man. So hard. Is it okay to finally criticize Call Me By Your Name? I think so. What would you like to say about it? It's creepy that it's an adult man with a supposedly teenage boy. And even though it's gay, that doesn't make it okay. Can we analyze? Because I was wondering what exactly is it that makes it okay? What is it about it that made it digestible for people is the gay thing. It's because, yeah, it's the gay part. The gay part made everyone think that this is okay because we're seen gay. 
but it's not okay because they're that's an adult man breeding a young teenage boy in the movie right so i and i think the way that a lot of people explain this away is that in italy the age of consent and blah 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 blah, blah whatever and also in the book he's supposed to be elio's supposed to be 17 the other guy's supposed to be 24. so it brings up this whole argument of is a 21 year old dating a 28 year old wrong because there's a seven year difference wait no how much year? yeah so when is a seven year difference okay how how old do you have to be to be dating someone that's that much older than you well how old is the adult supposed to be in the book 24 but okay hold on hold on hold your horses folks <laughs> let's share something here i said hold your horses Good gracious, get those horses under control. So let's see, Elio is a 17 year old Jewish Italian. Right. Um, parents live in, Elio's father, a professor invites a 24 year old grad. Army Hammer doesn't look like he's 24. No, not even a little bit. And in real life, Army's got 10 good years on Timmy. Yeah, how old was Timmy when he filmed this? Uh, well, it was filmed in, yikes, uh, oh, geez, well, it wrapped in 2016, so and at that point, Tim Tim was 21, 20, 21. And how old was Army Hammer? I guess he would have been 30, 31. Okay. I mean, I feel like after 20, once you're no longer a teenager, we can talk. We can have right. an open discussion about whether this is okay. But once that's not what not the story is about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he does, yeah. he does not look Call no. Me, Hammer and Call Me By Your Name does not look 24. 24? Come on. Come on. Uh, <laughs> come on. Hey, don't encourage them. Don't encourage them. They'll do it. Uh, Is this an unpopular opinion? You know, I don't know, because I am seeing a lot of people really happy and excited about this whole happiest season movie. But I mean, I personally talked to someone who was also disappointed that the only gay representation that we're seeing is a movie about someone who's afraid to come out. Oh, it's about lesbians. I gotta watch it. Any lesbian content, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, if you're consuming this podcast, right. send me all of the lesbian content that you possibly can in the comments, in my DMs. 
everywhere because I want to consume it. Anyways. Yeah, I would say give it a watch. It's got a fantastic cast. It looks beautiful. It's a cute movie, but the crux of the whole entire film is that one of the two lesbians in this relationship doesn't want to come out to her bougie parents. And it's kind of a bummer because, you know, as gay people, we just want to see movies about other gay people living their lives and doing their thing and not have it all hang on that one aspect of gay life. I'm actually being outer. 100% going to watch this, but I feel like I haven't, I feel like I've seen a lot of gay man movies about coming out. I mm-hmm. haven't seen a lot of gay women movies about coming out. I don't think I've seen a lot of gay woman movies, period. Yeah, there's Carol. Right. But that's Which it. Is- yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, well, I guess I don't mind if we start at the bottom here, but like we can't always do this. Start at the bottom. We got me. What's Carol about? Carol is about Kate Blanchett's character, Carol. No and- shit. <laughs> Oops, spoilers. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. If you don't want to know. Um, and so Carol is basically going to get a, a, a doll for her daughter for Christmas. And she meets this beautiful woman who sells it to her and they fall in love, but she's got a whole family and life. Um, so it's, and it's also 1952. So it's very scandalous. No, I kind of love that. I should watch that too. Why haven't I seen, I think that that's the problem. I think that what delayed me to my lesbian conclusion. Right. Was that I just didn't really know anything about it. Yeah. And that's being a lesbian. Yeah. I didn't know any people who were lesbian. I didn't know anybody in, I mean, in anybody in real life who was a lesbian, I didn't see any films or anything about lesbians. I'd never saw any like TV about lesbians. I never listened to any music about lesbians <laughs> other than right. just a girl by Katy Perry. So I just, I didn't know what it entailed, what it meant. And, you know, I do, I'm, I think I'm going to start, I'm going to continue doing my series on TikTok where I read the, am I a lesbian a master doc? Um, I'm going to continue it because that honestly, after I read that, it changed my entire life. I realized so many things about my past and about boyfriends that I've had and the dynamic that I had with them and what, what, who I really, really was. Hold on. I need to lock my door. Yeah. For those of you out there that aren't versed in the whole compulsory heterosexuality thing. Definitely take a look at that lesbian master doc um, and see what kind of feelings it brings up in you. It's very interesting. It's really, really interesting. And that's not to, and just to explain, um, I'm probably on my TikTok here, but I explained the compulsory heterosexuality on my TikTok. And, um, 
it's basically when you just assume that any love or warm feelings or positive feelings towards a man have to be in your head sexual or romantic but that's not that's not true you know that's not what it has to be and it wasn't until later that I found out that what I was feeling with all of my past boyfriends was compulsory heterosexuality and that's not to say that I didn't love them mm. because I did the two can simultaneously exist yeah I loved them I just didn't want to have sex with them and that's what it boils down to and I think it's for me I couldn't see myself in a long-term relationship with them and I thought that it was because of me I thought it was like, oh, it's me, right? I'm the one that can't see a long-term relationship and, and maybe it's, I don't know. I, I didn't know why. And then I, I was like, I don't know why I also don't wanna have sex with my boyfriends. I don't, and I, never, I, I didn't, I was like, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to and I only did it to make them feel happy and satisfied and to not lose them rather than because I genuinely wanted to. And that doesn't mean that they raped me or anything. No. That just means that I didn't know what I wanted because I did. I wasn't educated on what it was out there. I just felt so lost. And I felt like there was something in me that was wrong and that I just didn't know. Like, I, like I was like, why am I not like everybody else? Like, why do I not feel like everybody else and myself? And it's because I wasn't like other girls. I'm a lesbian. Exactly. <laughs> and other girls don't even know about the concept of compulsory heterosexuality. They don't even know or care to know, truthfully. It's, it's, it's fucking hard. Because then as you read the lesbian master doc, you see that like, compulsory heterosexuality doesn't just go away once you are aware of it right you know you can the way that they explained it in the doc it's like it's not about the question isn't whether you're attracted to men the question is if you can see yourself in a long committed relationship to a man interesting because People can be handsome or pretty. That's not, that's not a gay or straight thing. <laughs> yeah. There are just some beautiful humans out there. There are just some pretty people. Yep. I don't want to have sex with someone. No. <laughs> like marry them and spend my days with them. Have you heard of this concept that I actually just learned about like 30 minutes before we started recording called the Kyriarchy? What is that? So you know about the patriarchy, of course. Anybody listening that doesn't know about the patriarchy, it's essentially, you know, a social system in which everything primary power and predominantly everything is men. However, chiriarchy 
is basically encompassing that same concept, but intersectionally. So taking into account that sexism, yes, is a thing, but so is racism, so is ableism, so is ageism, so is classism, you know? Okay, 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 before you continue, let's, and let's put a pin in what I'm about to say and continue what you're about to say, but I'm just going to say it just so I don't forget, I am ageist, continue. I really appreciate you and your honesty. <laughs> because guess what? Just like D and it's always sunny, I don't like old people either. <laughs> okay. But yeah, essentially, it's just the concept that a single individual might be oppressed in some relationships but privileged in others. So like being a white man is very privileged. However, being a gay man, oh, you know. <laughs> right. You lose so some- it's tricky. It's tricky. You can't just say that the patriarchy is and the patriarchy does because it's, that's, it's so much more complex than that. Literally. Oh my God, that reminds me of a little short that I wrote about this teacher and she's teaching her students about, you know, the world. (laughs) And it's, it's supposed to be like a satirical thing. And she's like, all right, everybody who's white and a man starts at 100. (laughs) And then like a little Latina girl raises her hand is like, wait, but what about me? And she's like, since you are brown, you get minus 50. Since you're a woman, you get minus 20. So so how many do I have? 25. Right. You know, what I mean? and then you got to work your way up from there. But there's not, not a lot you can do about that. None, none. And I feel like that's just like, it's so weird that you just explained to me what that was when I think that I wrote it without knowing exactly what a chiropractor is. Oh yeah, no, you un- you already understood the concept of the chiropractor, but that's what it's called. It is, like I just said, it's, it's an intersexual weight. <laughs> Intersectional. <laughs> social system that encompasses all of these prejudiced and predatory mindsets that affect all different kinds of people. Yeah. In my sketch, if you were Italian, that'd be like minus two. And I appreciate that because it doesn't get me anywhere in life, but it doesn't really hold me back that much either. Standing <laughs> uh, is already kind of shaky. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. In one of our classes, we had a guest and I noticed that his last name was Italian. So I brought it up just to be buddy buddy with him. Because <laughs> I was like, hey, this has never gotten me anywhere, or helped me in any way, ever at all. So I might as well bring it up this one time. 
and he was like and he was like oh yeah do you speak Italian he started speaking Italian at you and then you just kind of were like oh I'm not that Italian yeah I was like oh oh, man oh I just shouldn't have even said anything (laughs) just Italian as a fun fact oh shoot and then that same teacher who teaches uh (laughs) she teaches us our accents the same teacher i was talking about earlier i was reading a french scene and she was like have you been trying to speak or have you been speaking italian lately and i was like no i don't know how to do that and she was like okay well because you're making this too italian (laughs) i was like oop <laughs> That's the only stereotype I know. Exactly. <laughs> At least I'm not doing a black scent, so <laughs> you can do an Italian accent and it's never racist. That's very good point. And that's that's uh that's how you know that Italian people are in fact white. <laughs> exactly because you can do an italian accent it's never racist i don't know if there's anybody out there that's insisting the other that italian people are somehow not white but (laughs) galaxy brain italian people aren't white (laughs) (laughs) my whole life is a lie (laughs) wow (sighs) bro how long have we been going Oh, 22 minutes. And I started timing late. Awesome. Okay. So it's time to see what these creepos on Reddit, these little neck beards, including me and Claire, who have Reddit accounts. <laughs> but um, I wear my fedora when I peruse. When she peruses, my lady. And it's time to see what they're posting on Reddit on r slash relationships. It's time for this segment we like to call Reddit Love. So I found a fun one today. We've got a group of young adults, all 25. This girl is <laughs> married. And essentially- Wait, wait, can you send me a link? Oh yeah, absolutely. I sent it to you. <laughs> so essentially, my first issue with this post is that it starts with the words, last night we did a small Friendsgiving. Ew. I don't like it, okay? You know what I did this Thanksgiving? I drank beer and I stayed in and I cooked all day to eat a bunch of food myself. Hold on, okay. Hold on, let's read this title. It says, my 25F, so this girl's 25 and a female, my husband and two friends, all 25, peed in a hot tub when I was sitting in it with them last night. I feel so disrespected and grossed out, but he keeps saying, you're making too way big of a deal of this. So essentially, this group of people had to get together for Thanksgiving. This guy who's married to this girl 
and voided his boyhood social circle, which is another trio of words that make me want to gag. And um, basically the husband goes, everyone ready? And his two friends give him a thumbs up and then all say, done in succession. And essentially what they had all done is peed simultaneously in the hot Wait, tub. I, hold on. Can we read this word for word, please? May I? Yes. You may, please. Thank you. After we got done eating, a few of us decided that it would be nice to relax in a hot tub and look at the lights of the city. We had been in maybe five minutes and my, hot, and my husband says, everyone ready? And his two friends gave a thumbs up and in succession they said done my husband's friend said done last and they all started laughing and the other two said okay we'll buy the next round it was an obvious inside joke so i asked what they meant and they started laughing and explained the quote hot tub pee game that they had been playing since they were like five years old i wanted to throw up and asked if they seriously all just peed in the hot tub. My husband said yes, and it was no big deal. I was disgusted. So I got out, took an hour long shower and went to sleep in his sister's old bedroom. And I decided I didn't want to talk to him until today. Today, I feel like I've calmly approached him and tried to explain how dirty he made me feel, how unsanitary it was, and how while I appreciate that he has these long running rituals with his friends, he needs to stop the ones that would make him laugh in middle school for the certain and leave me out of them. All he keeps telling me is, relax, you're making way too big a deal out of this. I am sick of him making excuses for this disgusting, and childish behavior. How do I approach him to make him appreciate? I need him to never do this again. So the big red flag here is that she is sick of hearing him make excuses, plural, for this disgusting and childish behavior. I don't know if that means that he's done stuff like this before or that he's just made multiple excuses for this one incident but that is really really gross yeah what the fuck <laughs> men i mean it's okay when you're five but how how do you keep doing that and how do you include people who aren't included in your little ritual joke Oh, like they couldn't have just like waited for her to be like, all right, guys, I'm going to hit the hay. See you later and go inside. Like, How many hot tubs have they done this in? Uh, Do they? You know, I got to say hot tubs and public pools are pretty much ruined for me at this point. Yeah, like, is this a thing that a lot of people do? Like, is this a thing that I just didn't really know that families did? Like, that pickle ornament thing? Sorry, what? The pickle ornament. Nope, you gotta explain. Because <laughs> I don't know what that is either. There's an ornament that some families do and they hide it. It's amongst their many ornaments and it's, it's like a pickle. 
and you hide it in somewhere in your tree and then the first person to find it or something on Christmas morning gets a prize. That's fun and gross. Just like this game. <laughs> it's not a real pickle. Oh. <laughs> you just thought they put a raw pickle somewhere in the tree. Yeah, absolutely. I really did. <laughs> how would you uh, how would you talk to your uh boyfriend if he did this? I'm your boyfriend. I've tried to imagine it. Um and and talk <laughs> me about this. Well, first tell me I'm making a way too big a deal out of it. Okay, okay, okay. Ready? And action. Honey, hun, dearest, you're making way too big a deal out of this. Babe, how would you feel if me and all my gals synced cycles and then got in a hot tub with you and clenched and said, done. And then suddenly a bunch of cute little blood clots floated to the surface. I don't think that you would find that particularly funny, would you? Well, at least we didn't shit in the hot tub. Okay, well, sweetheart, that's fair. And that would be the end of the argument. Yeah, so it's cool now? <laughs> I don't know, but I think I'm gonna start that tradition. <laughs> Not the Christmas pickle, the cycle sinking thing. <laughs> like the flip-flop, the flip-flop on this yes. uh, Break down the Kyriarchy. <laughs> he said you know what now that I'm thinking about it maybe he wasn't in the wrong yeah I kind of get it uh, well I mean that's how I feel about the whole month is just uh. well <laughs> pretty much guess we're done here <laughs> but thank you guys so much guys gals theys and pals for tuning in once again. Please shoot us a follow, subscribe, comment and like, and we wanna hear from you. We wanna know what you wanna see and hear on our platforms. And we're excited. You're doing a big motivational speaker voice right now. My <laughs> name is Clary V. And I'm gonna teach you how to get rich. <laughs> like and comment and subscribe I'm genuinely sorry sorry why you're the next big thing in the tech industry I apologize for nothing <laughs> call me Claire Zuckerberg baby Claire Zuckerberg <laughs> Uh, awesome. We love you all. And good night.